From the PSI Mobile Studios in Breckenridge, Colorado, I'm George Thomas, and uh, we're here with Scott Anfang, who is still traveling the world, I guess, but now he's in Colorado from New Zealand, and special guest this evening, we've got David Oliver joining us live. Uh, that's pretty cool, Scott. It's super cool. I mean, Excited for it. And right Colorado, right Colorado is part of the world, yeah, and exactly. we are here, and, it, and it's awesome. And I got to just give a shout out to David because uh, I had a friend out with you in a clinic who has just been raving about his time uh, in your clinic because you were doing all these maneuvers. And he, he said, you know, we're doing these exam maneuvers, but we're putting them in our skiing and riding. And it's just great. So it was really cool to get that kind of feedback on you today, David. Well, I appreciate that. I, th I think it's really cool that that's what we're actually supposed to do. You know, it works of, nice when you get to do what you do and people enjoy it, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it's pretty fun. But it was like, took, took the mystery out of this stuff and actually yeah. put it into skiing. And I, yeah. anyway, I just wanted to pass along the props. Well, thank you. That was super fun to do today. So, Scott, uh, why we've got David here? We're here today. We uh, actually, Dave and I were involved uh, up here at Breck a couple days ago doing some uh, freestyle training. And I thought it was really cool because I've done the freestyle training with Rocky Mountain many times in the past, and it's always been the snowboard crew. And uh, we actually joined forces and did an alpine freestyle and a snowboard freestyle training uh, session together. And uh, you know, Dave and I, we, we've got history as, as teammates on the yeah. team, and, and we get now we're working with the freestyle stuff a bit more, and it's just a really cool experience. And uh, I just wanted to share share what kind of the things we did and get some different perspective on freestyle is always kind of a touchy s subject in, 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 in terms of certification. Oh, that's part of certification. Oh, that's a specialist, this and that. And, and it even crosses boundaries within disciplines as well. Um, so it was interesting to have some of those conversations on the snow the other day, and we just wanted to expand on some of those. Absolutely, I thought it was actually really, really neat to be able to uh, take, because there's no features at this time. You right, know, early, there, season, early no, season, no features. So a lot of it was just <laughs> flatland, but we were able to take a really simple movement or a trick like the 180 and see what calibrate across disciplines you know as far as what what passing would be or what what the high end of a score at, a, at an event was. when it was it was you know. it was because i'm not i mean i know how to ski I'm, mm -hmm. i don't i'm not a freestyle skier like i it would be hard for me to jump and do a 180 on skis yeah but i can do it on a snowboard without even thinking about it so when i when i do one on a snowboard and we discuss the movements and we discuss how it's going to happen and then I hear the skiers discuss it, and then I watch it, and I was like, wow, that looks way harder, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. And uh, so it's really interesting to, 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 to understand. And then, un like you were saying, with the scoring, yep. to see what we're actually looking for, and, and is it the same thing? Is it a little different? What is that six on a scorecard versus a three on a scorecard yep. for the same trick, but in a different discipline? was a really interesting uh, uh, exercise to go through. It was, a, it was a really cool take on it. Like, it's always been kind of snowboarders kind of do your thing and the skiers do our thing, and we don't really ever share or compare notes, but I think this was a really cool uh, way for us to just get all on the same page. I yeah. mean, nationally speaking, like, we're, we're trying 
with the with the eight divisions that get get freestyle kind of a little tighter uh, when it comes to Rocky Mountain. I think we just have such a huge demand and so many numbers that it's really coming difficult. through freestyle. Coming you mean through freestyle, yeah. Yep, that, that it's really difficult to pin it down to combining those groups into into one group, skier and snowboarder into one group, and it's. There's a lot of stuff that we Which do. Which is really interesting because we know we just came out of a fall conference yep. and we had the freestyle group and the snowboard task force yep. group and all that. And I'm, I'm well aware that other divisions um, combine the skiers and snowboarders yep. in a certification process. Yep. In Rocky, we, we don't do that. We have a direct track for skiers and a direct track for snowboarders. And yep. um, what do you think is the... How do you feel about that in terms of like pros and cons is it is it is it a demand thing is it a is it a like what what, what what's well, going on when, with when that the, when i wrote started writing the, the fs program for alpine golly 15 16 17 years ago it it wasn't quite being addressed from the within Alp, the from, alpine world from within the alpine world yeah the, the snowboarders had tony had just and greg davis had started it yeah a couple couple seasons before that and they were doing that the fs certification at that time the cred and it just it's, it just started splitting you know and it was it was we sort of mix in the same fashion that, that we're in the same park but there's definitely some biomechanical differences that that are that are at its core and and uh it's it is pretty difficult to run being an alpiner to run a group of of skiers and snowboarders. I mean, I, I know enough about snowboarding yep. to to make that work. But if I got to an an FS two level, I'd be I'd be out of my element as far so as so. You like think the, the benefit of keeping it separated is the specialty amongst the yeah. like whether it be feedback or 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 development like absolutely <clears throat> helps absolutely. helps keep that for the for the more advanced level. Uh, I think it's it's kind of weird because at the at the advanced level. Um, we don't see a ton of the numbers, right? You know? So I think we, utopianly, we might be able to get to a point where, where you might have a skier and a snowboarder running the group of skiers and snowboarders all at the same time. I think we could we could get there. At the FS1 level, there's just so much more time and and uh, mechanics that are understood from a skier to a skier that it it takes a lot of the guesswork out of it. Right, they can, and then, they can really tighten in on the. I know we learn. spend a lot of time during those during those events, actually, you know, development and coaching, yep. and uh, when you yep. are working with the same discipline, it's 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 just a more natural um, gravitate to yep. and, and and create that stoke and that feedback level. Flows so much easier, you know. They know what to expect. They know uh, <clears throat> just from the other products in the Alpine world that they've taken. It's a little bit easier to assimilate the information, um, even though it's the the weird kid with the baggy pants and the twin <laughs> tips, you know, <laughs> you know, he's speaking the same language that my my training manager is, sort of thing, and and uh, it, it is easier to assimilate, I think, and that's why we've been able to to crush numbers and yeah. events here in Rocky, just because we do have that that avenue. So you know? another this seems oh, like a really tough one, though, to really bring the other divisions or bring all the divisions together, though, yeah. Yeah. Um, because. And uh, I'm not trying to make Rocky sound superior here, but I mean, Absolutely. with our areas, just the size. I mean, I look at a place like Vail or Buttermilk, who has a yeah. huge park. Yeah. Um, but then you go to a smaller area, 
uh, even here, say like in Eldora, yeah. where there is no pipe for people to train or, yeah. or get ready even for an FS1 for snowboard. So how can we make that happen uh, nationally? I mean, this is a real challenge. It absolutely is. And I think it's even, even though we are a United States, you know, and we are PSIA, ASI, there are still the regions that are very demographical to what, what they understand. Um, so I, I think when it comes to task force and, and the conference and be able to, to lock in the standard of what we accept as that level, then it's pretty much up to that region to really know what their, what their, yeah. what their demographic and their membership need from member school management to, to the actual standards. I mean, here in Rocky, we, we do, on the Alpine side of the certification, we do give almost like bonus points for FS1. You know, like uh, you can use it as a prereq for the Cert 2. Uh, it actually gives you an extra score in the ski day for the Cert 3, stuff like that. Like, so it's validating. Well, it's validating the, the, the education that comes along with, with it, not Absolutely. just the. When you get you as an individual, or maybe challenge yourself, learning a new skill, yep. opening opening the horizons a little bit. But you're also yep. getting there's there's a there's a credit or a value to that in in in, in the process that's bigger than in just the freestyle. Absolutely, world. absolutely, and I think it's a really neat way for that for that entire membership to realize that, and that uh, that it is that validation of like you know. They're not just the weird kids with the baggy pants and the short poles. You know? <laughs> and what, are, short what poles. are the numbers of people going for their FS2, FS3? Uh, the FS2, FS3 is definitely a, a, a lower volume of people. We're seeing yeah. more in the FS2 now because it used to just be kind of a basic and an advanced. And now we have the two in the middle, so it's becoming more attainable. And there has been some changes to the FS3 recently, mm -hmm. which, also, which bring it more in line to what the reality of what an instructor is really, um, what their work is aligned to. Yeah. Um, the F, the what, advanced what, what freestyle. What that scope of their job is. Yeah, the Absolutely. advanced freestyle was something that was like, almost like a. Just pushing the envelope. Yeah, <laughs> it was you pretty out there. You had to be a, a, a current competitor in Slopestyle Superpipe or, or, you know, USSA like nationals type of a champion uh, in order to be able to pass that the fs3 which when you look at what you need in your locker room yeah like it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's great to have that yeah. there but is it really you know it where does it tie into yeah. the, the bigger picture well, so we really started to with that with that certification and that level started to actually overlap into some of what was going on with the ussa and a, a private coaching kind of a scenario and it's like that's not within the scope of a ski school you know, somebody learning cork sevens and, you know, dub twelves are not going to come to a ski school to get a lesson from an instructor that they're probably going to. But what I will say on that, that, that advanced level or that level FS3 level, yep. um, that riding may have come down, down a bit to keep it reality, yep. but the MA skill and the teaching skill have gone up right through the roof. because it was it was really heavy on the riding and, and the, the the task output now it's the roundedness of yeah. you got to have the ma skill and the teaching skill at that level as well Absolutely. so that's that's something that uh has gone up as the other one 
and and maybe we'll see more participation in it because mm -hmm. of that. It's more more realistic to what what's actually happening within ski schools. The FS2 is is actually um, getting more um, registration, and you're seeing a lot more people aiming or at least talking about. Man, I think I'm gonna go for it. Like yeah. I've been reading the outlines and yeah. I've been riding the park a little yeah. bit more, and that's something that I think I should be reaching for so you know skills are skills i mean manipulation of tools from snowboard to ski are, are if you can manipulate those things to get a certification then it literally is readjusting the mindset towards specific features in the park so you give it you give a great athlete a full cert or, an, or a, a trainer level devo team level like a few days in the park with some actual guided coaching and, and mechanic based feedback and they can they can turn right around and, and start performing tricks that they never thought they'd be able to do. So the the good skiing is good skiing, period. And so being able to get to that point where they can start pushing the envelope and going, man, I have some really awesome scores. I had so much fun at the FS1. You know, what the heck? I'll go for that FS2. I never thought I would, but it's it's within my reach, I think. You know. And I don't want to digress here, but yeah. I'm even thinking below FS1, yeah. um, we've actually been talking about this quite a bit this mm -hmm. season, is um, going beyond, say, teaching park smart, but yeah. let's really teach or let's really learn how to teach in the park, yep. not just lead the kids through yeah. or our adults. Yep. We were going off, you know, approach ramps on the sides and yeah. this is fun. And it's like, no, we've got to have park etiquette yep. and really learn how to teach in the park. It, is there any development in that? area i mean that's that's hit pretty heavy in the in the in the fs1 yeah. is that etiquette and the park smart and smart style and yeah. and uh how how to class handle a group through where to hike where not to hike where to observe um those are all things that directly and indirectly you you get out of the fs1 um in terms of like just mapping out the park, choosing which is the Roots most flotting, yeah, flow all that patterns, stuff. speed thresholds, all of that really interesting stuff that's pretty unique to the park setting is is all covered and not not expertly honed, but but, but it's where, it's awareness brought, addressed. brought to a point where where they can feel confident. And maybe a ski school director can feel confident. So how can we there. encourage more people to go for that FS1 and then really encourage them to go for the FS2? You know, I think the, the big thing is, at least with the Alpine, uh, with snowboarding, it tends to be a lot more a part of their entire world through certification. I, first, first kids at, at, an, at a snowboard lesson start talking about wanting to do a trick. You know, the Alpine kids too. Some of the instructors don't tend to go there. It's not part of our heritage as much as it is with snowboarders. So with us, it's there's a certain amount of fear with movement patterns that they they don't normally or that they've been tested yeah, yeah. to get out of them which, because it's which, bad skiing. You know, Everything that is not supposed to work in skiing works perfectly in the park. And so it's having to just re-steer the brain a little bit to... What option do I really, really want? What's my exact outcome that I'm, I'm trying to do? And then I'll pick the menu items of movements to, to do it. You know? so there's Which really is really no interesting, Oliver. I'd love to, <laughs> to, to talk a little bit more about this because we did our ski, snowboard, freestyle training day. We spent a lot of time in the morning together, yeah. and then we split off in the afternoon. Yeah. 
and the snowboarders had a had a really interesting conversation and i <laughs> wish there would have been a skier at, in there at that point and i'm going to bring you into that conversation Sweet. right now because i, love I want it. your I love opinion it. I love it. and it was this Along what you were just talking about, like it's part of our culture, mm-hmm. it's part in the snowboard world, yep. you know, there's not a lesson that doesn't go by where I don't get a kid to lift his nose off the board yep. or do a little jump off the snow yep. or something like that. At what a coincidence, me too, <laughs> with skiers. So, so that just becomes the norm uh, on the snowboard side and like you were saying, some ski yep. teachers won't encourage that or, or won't go there yep. um, because it's maybe they're not aware of it or it's not the world they live in. Yeah. And then we, as the snowboarders, we started talking about that, and it was like this stigmatism about like falling in uniform and things yep. like that. And the yep. snowboarders were more like, we fall all the time; it's yeah. part of learning. <laughs> yep. And then the skiers might have this, have this thing of like, you know, oh, it's not professional to, yeah. to, to get on the ground. And and in the freestyle world, it is part of a reality. You Absolutely. are you are going to have to put your hands down. You are going to have to get some snow on you. It's part it's it's part of the game. It's it part is. of the process. And I'll, clearly you've never been to an FS1. No, <laughs> I have not. We do we do so many Polish donuts and worm turns that we have to put our name tags in our pockets so they wouldn't so rip you don't them rip off, them you off. Know, we're getting Perfect. snow everywhere and it's it's almost that playful like giving free rein to the alpiners that attend it like look it's fun to roll around in the snow at speed it's awesome if if the mechanics are there so that that's the cool part and that's that's you know? really cool and where i was going with that and yeah. where our discussion went is in, in 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 snowboarding it's 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 we we learn how to fall yep like it's part of part of the learning and yeah. you just get back up and you go and we and don't, you don't you, i was gonna say in the ski side <laughs> we don't. they don't learn how to fall it's no. not a part of it yep. so it's viewed as kind of a negative thing so when as you're explaining the worm turns and all these other things you were just describing and having to take your name tag off because <laughs> you're on the ground like to me i'm like man Wiping that's your awesome. goggles because they're covered in snow and because gets, that's that's yep. that brings that 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 get out there don't be afraid and i'm not saying get out there and do something dumb and slam no because there's a difference no. and i love what's the difference between in your opinion between a fall and a slam a, a fall golly man a fall is it could be planned it could be it could it could be directed yeah sometimes it's an escape route a slam is completely unexpected Calculations have been made, and none of those calculations <laughs> actually work. equal to something. <laughs> and those are the hard ones that. And that's that's where I was, yeah. like we see people fall a lot on snowboards, and they're trying, and they're not yep. getting hurt, and that's no. fine. No. The slam is the unexpected. Yep. Whammo! We're on the ground. We didn't even know that was coming. It's, it's that moment where like that went differently <laughs> in my head. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not encouraging slams no. by any means. No. We want to stay away from those because, but but it's okay well, to take the little fall. Absolutely, and I think part of our part of our alpine DNA is that we've always tried to calculate away from the fall, thinking that it's the slam, like trying to trying to not allow ourselves to slam setting ourselves up in a, in a posturing or a position with whatever flow we have to not slam. And to the extent that we've completely axed out having fun and rolling around with gravity and getting some snow on you, you know, that's <laughs> totally fun. You, know, you, watch, you watch kids in a ski school yard, whether, regardless of what equipment they have on them, and they will, they will get snow all over themselves. That's fun. You know? We need more snow on people. We need, we need more <laughs> snow on people. <laughs> 
You know, it's funny you're talking about this, and I can't believe I'm even bringing up the words race course with freestyle. Yeah. But, I mean, when I'm in uniform, yeah. I'm teaching a race class and blow out of the course all the time. And it's amazing how many comments I get, you blew out of the course. Yeah. It's like, well, of course I did. Yeah. I was pushing it. <laughs> I was pushing trying it. to do something. Exactly. I, got, I got late, and it happened, you know, like, or, or I got early, and I just couldn't couldn't connect with it. When, when stuff like that, like I love being in race courses, but I love doing it with, with smaller students. I love doing it switch. Just if you can ski forward, the, the five fundamentals for Alpine don't describe going forwards or backwards. They're, they're truth, period. So, <laughs> you know, the leg only bends one way. So like that, that to me is super fun. If, if I know I can't push my envelope to the extent of, of blowing out of the race course, I might as well have some fun with it. Push my own envelope, you know. <laughs> <That's super laughs> Ride and cool. switch yeah. in an epic mix course or something. Yeah, <laughs> but we're kind of talking the same mindset. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And there's 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 amazing growth in that. Mm -hmm. Like you you know you put yourself into that switch world. You put yep. yourself in that race course. And if you didn't take that chance and, and blow out George, then you know you're you, you're gonna get a takeaway from that, which is either gonna be a do or a don't for the next time. Yep. That switch one. You're gonna you're gonna have two times now yep. to put on the board a forward score and a switch score. You do enough switch ones, you're probably gonna advance your forward run. Yep, exactly. Like so, it's <laughs> it, it it combos all around, um, and it's it, the idea is just open it up and try new things. Yep. And I think that's you know going back to what the race course. A lot of instructors tend to go uh, more technique driven, more tactical to make alterations to it. Where in my mind flipping around switch and just changing that parameter I'm I'm increasing skill usage I'm increasing my own awareness of what I what I can do with my tool you know and the versatility I think that that a, a freestyler has over a, a flat tailor <laughs> is uh, is that there's 360 degrees of options just like a snowboarder you know and like, it goes back to what you were just saying it's that not just forward that tactic and, and yeah. all that stuff that's great if you're working with an elite level exactly athlete, right exactly and yep. we're, we're when we're very we're, seldom yeah early. and when we're dealing with uh you know a kid that's on vacation yep. and wants to wants to explore some things it's it's about the experience and it's about getting better and yep. enjoying yeah and if we open those things up try some new things um then maybe they will shape into that elite Absolutely. athlete, and Absolutely. then maybe tactics will be more important. I mean, even going towards uh, when I used to teach kids, when I used to teach here at Breckenridge, uh, the never ever lessons, I used to love them. And I would actually teach a switch wedge before a forwards wedge. And you'd have all the instructors like, But you got some looks for that. Oh man, <laughs> what are you doing? You know? But it was, that, it was that cool, you know, teaching them how to kind of shuffle around and then get to a herringbone. They're already facing up the mountain, getting them to come back switch. And it just made the forward one so much easier that it started becoming that piece that all the veteran instructors in the in the kids' yard were, were teaching that first. And then they'd be out of the yard in like 30 minutes, you know. And one with a backwards wedge, where are their shins? Yeah. They're up against they're the They're kind of where the they're supposed to be. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, their feet aren't getting away from them. Exactly. You know? So it's, it's, it's super cool, whether you call that freestyle, whether you call it like whatever, yeah. but just that idea of trying some different things, doing yeah. things a little bit different way, but having an 
a, a re like you have a reason for doing it. You're yep. not just having the kids climb up and fall down backwards. No, there's no. like a purpose. Yep. <laughs> but it it is that like man, it's just for me personally, it's that versatility piece. Like right right when you think you have something nailed, try it. Try it a different way. way. <laughs> yeah. And that's the double check, you know. And I think that's something we we've been instilled with like when I used to be on the team and with with you, Scotty. And it was like right when you thought you had something somebody would throw some curveball mechanic at you and be like we'll try it from this spot try it from here try it from there and it's like huh man i thought i was good <laughs> you just messed me up man now i got to i had my way yeah, you went now all, you want me all to the do way this? from like autonomous down to cognitive and just started like oh man now i got to really think about this which is funny because <laughs> you just triggered a memory of what that person i was talking about at the very beginning yeah. Uh, was saying you did so well today in uh, the clinic was GS turns and you're halfway, you're right at the apex of the turn and all of a sudden you go to a flat ski yep. and do like a bow tie and then you're back on the edge and going. Yeah. Again, that yeah. versatility, adaptability, and you're bringing all these skills yeah. to all mountain, which I love. Yeah. It's super fun. I mean, that comes right out of the snowboarders. They're, they do this thing called a slash turn where they're loading up, get some speed, and then they'll see if they can spray something on the side of the trail and then get back to their original line and skiers almost like a stivet but a forced one in the middle of the turn you've established an edge you're mocking can you get flat <laughs> get them pivoted get a little spray going and then realign to where you're supposed to be going it's like yeah. so you know, that's if fun. when you when you're teaching something like that yeah. do people blow up and is it a fall or a slam and are they willing to take that risk versus doing a freestyle trick? It's really neat though because you go at it, you come at it from the the speed pop spin. Yeah, like we're gonna we're gonna do the 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 movement skills at a really slow pace until you guys feel ready to do it. But if if you trip yourself up, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Know your escape routes. You know, can you hop in any moment to try to realign? You know, super fun. And if they fall, they fall. As long as it's not that uncalculated, you know, fly swatter type of a move. You know? Whack, whack. <laughs> yeah, I think the Those most aren't difficult thing no. of the day is wrapping this one up <laughs> because I want to keep talking. <laughs> so we need to schedule some more. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm open. Cool. You know, thank you well, so much. Well, thanks for coming and hanging out and sharing and, and, and it was awesome spending some time up on snow with yeah. the freestyle crew the other day. If you ever get a chance, get out there and play with some jibbers. We'll turn your world around <laughs> literally sky it's nice to be doing one of these with you face to face instead of over the phone from you know a day and a half apart that's calculating time changes and all that all this one was easy <laughs> and david it's awesome to have the chance to talk with you thank you very much thanks for me thanks for having me thanks george from the psia asi mobile studios in breckenridge colorado i'm george thomas